Hello, my name is Mike Berwin, a Royal Exchange Ambassador for Lee in Greater Manchester. Welcome to a Local Tale podcast in association with the Royal Exchange Theatre. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking to the four amazingly talented winners of the Local Tale Playwriting Competition from the communities of Tilsley, Atherton and Lee, whose subject matter is both diverse and thought-provoking. But first some history about the Royal Exchange Lee Ambassadors. In 2019, the Royal Exchange Theatre was given an amazing gift of £1 million by the Oglesby Family Trust to help sustain the local exchange, which is a pioneering idea to promote theatre and arts in the community. And so, the Royal Exchange Ambassadors were born. From different communities and different walks of life, people have become ambassadors for their area. And with resources from the local exchange, the Lee ambassadors came up with the idea of the local tale, a playwriting competition offered to the community where the winning plays will be performed by professional actors in the Den, which is a pop-up theatre developed by award-winning architects Orworth Tompkins. From a plethora of local talent, Four short plays were chosen as the winners of the first Local Tale Playwriting Competition. But first, a short extract from Dreams for Our Daughters, written by Peggy Murphy, directed by Maria Zemlinskaya, and performed by Marilyn Tohill, Dion Doherty and Natalie Sabino. And there it is. It's a girl. A girl, no longer an it, a girl, my girl. They plop her onto my belly. She's covered in white stuff. She cries out. No more waiting. She rushes out of me like a bullet. No more pain. They clean her up, wrap her up and give her to me. Does she know it's me? Oh, she takes my breath away. I hold her to my breast this tiny person kiss her head i cry <laughs> hello hello this person that filled my body with her growing is now here in my arms her face is all scrunched she clutches my little finger so tight like a life depended on it i hold her up to my shoulder and i hear a tiny breath i touch her face with mine my dad's looking at me, not her, saying nothing, just looking through me. What is that look on his face? Shame? Embarrassment? Mum can't, turns her face away, fussing over the Lucas age she's brought. Didn't know what else to bring. <laughs> the proper mums on the ward with their babies talking about names, baby clothes and the rest. They see them, see me. I know the look by now and what it means, manner change. I hear them whispering behind the curtains. How old is she? 14? Ah, oh, never. I can't stop smelling her. It's the most beautiful smell I've ever known. I breathe her in and try to bottle it in my mind. And then the tears come. And I wonder, did I smell like this? Is my smell bottled and recorded in, in someone's head? 
whose body did I come from, who grew me inside, who pushed and pushed and pushed me into the outside? Why? Just tucking into my tuna mayo at my desk. A quick dinner break before the meeting. Here she comes, Lorraine from accounts, waddling across the office. She's been for a wee again. I watch her as she slowly eases herself down into the chair, holding her bump, then repositioning herself. What I wouldn't give. Sometimes she stretches out her aching back. I gaze at her from behind my entry as she strokes her belly, rubbing at the side and underneath. Sometimes she gives a little ooh and touches where the baby kicks her. Not long to go now. She looks across the office to the others and they respond with a smile. It brings on the talk of baby birthing. Hallucinating from gas and air. Waters breaking on the new carpet. Bossy midwives. Episiotomy. Breach. Caesarean. Tearing. Stitches. Four day labours. I'll see your von Tuss and raise your forceps. Well, try doing it twice, says Marie predictably. Twins, the ultimate in this game of fertility top trumps. I'm on the outside, never on the inside. And then it's there, the moment, the awkward moment. They realise it. I'm sitting there and can hear. And they know. Subject change. Did you see Coronation Street last night? I'll never be in their gang. Never be in with this in crowd. They've earned their stretch mark stripes. And now I'm very happy to speak to the writer of Dreams for Our Daughters, Peggy Murphy. Hello. Hello, it's Mike here from uh, the Lee Ambassador for um, the Royal Exchange Theatre. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? You all right? I'm fine. Congratulations on winning the local tail playwriting competition. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank how, you. How do you feel about winning? Uh, great, yeah, great. Um, yeah, really good. It seems like I've got quite a while now. It was kind of, it was pre-lockdown, wasn't it? It was. So, um, uh, yeah, a lot's gone on behind since then so but um yeah really good how have you been dealing with lockdown and the covid situation same as everyone else really um well the kids have only just gone back to school um you know a couple of weeks ago so 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 then i was i was at home with the kids and trying to work from home and all the rest of it well like a lot of people so you just get on with it don't you but yeah it's uh it's not been easy well the good points about it I mean, I know my neighbours more now than I've ever done in, you know, in years. So, you just had more time to write. Uh, no, not at all. I haven't had any time to write. Um, right. No, I had any time to write because I was working at, at home and I had the kids. I've got three kids, so I was I had them at home and I was I was supposed to be homeschooling them as well. That sort of went out the window, to be honest. But. Um, 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, nothing. I've just been doing loads of stuff, not very well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so. Your play Dreams for Daughters touches on the subject of adoption. And it they, does. Yeah, and they need to meet their, their birth mother. Can I ask you what inspired you to write it? Um, it, well, it's not based on any sort of real life experience as such, but um, it was a it goes way way back to um, I wrote something of quite a few years ago now um, that was just a really I mean this is a, a short play but something really really short um, and it came from I used to I used to go to um, some acting classes with you, you know, the playwright Jim Cartwright. Yeah. And um, he got us just sort of improvising our own stuff and, and, and got us writing bits and bobs of stuff. And it came from something that I, I, I did just a sort of, literally like a two minute monologue. Yeah. Um, that I did. Yeah. Sort of quite a few years ago with, with him. Um, and then it, it, I just sort of developed it from there really. And then, obviously, when this came up, when the competition came up, I, I, I adapted it for that and, 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 and put it in. Yeah. Well, um, how long have you been writing, then? You've been, obviously, by the sound of it. Um, well, not... Well, that's when I started. When I started going to his classes, um, I started writing bits and bobs of stuff, and that must be about... I just had my third child, so it'll be about... Five years ago now, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, it, I was just writing bits and bobs of stuff, like little monologues and and you know bits of like poetry and stuff like that. Um, and then and then yeah, I've just written sort of a couple of short plays and stuff, and which is this is one of them. Mm. Do you, do you have a routine when you write? Um, not um, what I. What I've done a lot of the time, and it, and what I'm doing more of now, is creating a character first. Uh, uh, what, what I was starting to, what I've, what I was doing before, and then I found it to be, you know, I, I used to get stuck with it. Yeah. Was I was trying to think of all the plot first, and try and, and try and write the whole structure of of, of a story first right. before I've really understood who the characters were mm. and now I'm moving to m more thinking about who the characters are and, and like really going in depth into um you know everything about them you know like really sort of breaking down their personalities and um and then I'm finding that that the story is sort of writing itself more from there right 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 so you've you've actually adapted. You've learned over the five years, and you adapt. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you sort of, yeah. I've 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 learned that, and then and then um, there's a, a writer called Kathy Crab who was has been helping me a little bit and sort of mentoring me a little bit, and and she and and what I was finding when I was getting stuck with stuff, she sort of gave me that tip, and she said try rather than because I was going so what happens next and I don't know where to get to there from there and, and like hmm. um, and, and she was saying like come out of that step back from it and think about your characters and, and she said that's what she does she 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 writes like 
So say like an actor would get a whole like massive backstory, you know, and uh, loads of stuff, you know, about what they, what they like, what they don't like, what they, you know, every, anything and everything about them really. Um, and, and she gave me that tip. She said, try it from, from like that approach rather than try and think of a whole story before you've even know, you even know who the people are in the story. Right. Local tale playwriting competition is new. How, how important do you think it is to offer local playwrights the chance for their work to be recognised? I think it's, I think it's really important and really, and it's, it's, it's a brilliant opportunity, isn't it? You know, to, yeah. Um, for, for, to have your work recognised. It's so difficult. It is so, so difficult yeah. for people to, you know, there's so many yeah. talented writers out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's so difficult to get your work recognised and, and get your work staged and get people to sort of, you know... You take it seriously and look at your work. It must be so um, it must be so, uh, uh, so good, for, uh, a good feeling for you know when you when you. Oh, amazing! To just to just for someone to say like you know like people who know what they're talking about you know this is decent like you know this is you know you've written something decent there, yeah. you know that in itself is just, uh, you know uh, it, it's. Because it's hard work. Yeah. Writing. <laughs> writing. Yeah. Oh, man, it's hard work. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it really is. And you put a lot of, a lot of time and effort and, 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 you know, mental energy into it. Yeah. So, um, to get that recognition is, is, is so important. Mm. Can, can you describe your first memory of theatre? Can you remember? Well, um, my family were always involved in the, in in theatre. In fact, my so my mum and dad were my my link to Lee is through my mum and dad's right. link to theatre. So okay. when when um, well, actually, before I was born, I think they they and and um, some other mates set up a, a theatre company called Pit Prop Theatre. Right. That um, was actually based in Lee. Yeah. And 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 they toured. They they did lots of theatre and education, and lots of other theatre, and they toured it around lots of schools and community buildings and stuff in in Wigan and further afield, but primarily in Wigan. Right. And then they were based at. Um, they, they had a, a theatre and a whole building within the um, college in yeah. Um So. And they were funded through through the council, and you know it was a proper setup sort of thing. So, so um, I, I I was just like a little kid, so I I used to kind of spend a lot of time there, you know. And and my mum used my my dad my dad actually started off building the sets. He's a joiner by trade, right. and he started off building the sets, and then and then he ended up writing bits of stuff and it's sort of in the same way you know you just end up like trying bits of stuff and then it just kind of goes from there doesn't it you know um so yeah you just find yourself doing something and then it just takes you down a different track doesn't it um so my dad my dad um ended up you know writing plays and then and then he became a playwright right um 
and then my mum used to my mum used to um uh, be in the play. She was acting in, in him and, and, and then she ended up becoming a director and stuff. So so yeah, so I, I, I was kind of around all that for me, you know, well, as long as I can remember really. Yeah, yeah. Um one last thing then, um what tips do you have for any budding playwriters out there who are finding it um, lack of confidence or are possibly struggling? Because um, you you know all writers must come across that. What what's been your experience and what would you say to anybody? Um, I think everybody just everybody has a lack of confidence, don't they? Everybody feels that way. Yeah. And you've just you've just got to, and everybody. You know, it's only natural it, um, to to feel that way. And, and when you put a, when you've written something and you put it out there to the world, that is nerve wracking. That is like you're giving a little piece of yourself yeah. up for judgment, aren't you? That's come out of your head. Yeah. And you you know somebody could turn around and say, well, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. You know, and that is a scary experience. It's quite a sort of exposing thing to do. You know. Yeah. So everybody sort of feels that way. But at the same time, also, it's really liberating, yeah. um, you know, and and also, I think, right, primarily write for yourself. Yeah. You know, write for, you know, it, it's great, you know, winning stuff or whatever, or, you know, but but primarily just, just write for you. Yeah. And, and, you know, if this other stuff comes along, that's great, but... Um, you, you write for the love of it and and for what it does to you and it nurtures your mind and you know and all the rest of it and it's a good way to whatever get a load of rubbish out of your head or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, and 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 just know that everybody feels that way. I suppose that's all I'd say, really. Pegine, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you. Oh, thank you. No, it has. It's been it's absolutely lovely. And now, a short extract from The Tree, From You or Me, written by Charlotte Curtin, directed by Maria Zemlinskaya, performed by Jack Kirkpatrick and Josie Julian. Lyra? Yeah? What did Grandma Mary say the tree blossoms were? Letters. Letters of our family. Letters of the things they wish they could tell us, but they never did. Do you think she'd notice if we... Yes! That's why we're waiting till she wants us to read them. There's so many. We had a big family. What happened to Uncle Ben again? I think he was shot in battle. No, that was Uncle Sam. Was it? Yeah, I, I think Uncle Ben's accident was that swing. Oh, yeah. It's a long way to fall down that cliff, don't you think? Yeah, that's why you never intended to let go. I wish we could have met him. I know, but he was ten. It's such a long time ago. What happened to Great Grandma's? Boat capsized. Great Grandma? Never knew her. What about Grandad? Shh. He's dead to this family. You were still at the hospital, remember? Because you had that condition. I got sent home with Grandma Mary and he left. Just like that. No one knows what happened. What happened to our cousins? Mum never told me those stories. Lewis got with the wrong people. Let's put it that way. 
Kayla's brain troubled. She always knew this world wasn't for her. She really believed in that tree and what it does. And what about? Finn, after he found out Uncle Sam died, he joined the army. He left this world just like his dad. You are very calm talking about this. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's because his family have already left us, you know? Family that I either never met or wasn't that close to. Well, that's not exactly true, is it? And now we speak to the writer of The Tree from You or Me, Charlotte Curtin. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. How have you been dealing with COVID? Have you been all right? Yeah, I've been okay. All right. Well, let me start by saying congratulations, uh, Charlotte, on winning the local tale playwriting competition. How do you feel about winning? I am very, very, very excited. Very <laughs> good. Have you have you put in for any other competitions before this? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> so is it your very first one? Yeah, very first. Oh wow, that's amazing. Are you excited that your play is going to be performed by professional actors in the Den in the forthcoming Leaf Festival in association with the Royal Exchange Theatre? I am so excited. <laughs> this is actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I know it's going to be... Um, amazing and the den is in a, uh, such an a, amazing uh, place you know and i can't wait to see it and i know everybody else can't um can i ask you your age because i'll tell you now why i want the audience to to, to know is because we, it was all done anonymously when we were the judging and nobody ever um thought that it was uh, somebody of your age go and tell us your age I'm now 15. 15 years of age. Um, when the audience um, get to maybe read or see you play, they'll, they'll understand um, what an amazing um, accomplishment that is because it's such a, a professional, uh, professionally written and well thought out play. Um, can I ask you, what, what inspired you to, to write the play? And did, you, did the image, um, was that useful that we provided? The image was really, really useful. I think what inspired me... I didn't really have inspiration outside of my head. It was all my own ideas for it. Yeah. But the image definitely helped. When I saw the tree and when I saw the night sky, that definitely inspired me to go through this idea that obviously won. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to just tell the, tell the um, podcast audience uh, a little bit about your play? Um... It's all about this brother and sister, Calvin and Lyra, and... They have to cope with different things. It's all about different topics and they're at their grandma's house. And it's all centred around this tree and um, death and how they deal with death and their own thoughts about it. Yeah. And um, everybody in their family that they know is dead. And it's about this idea that all these family members are somehow in this tree. Yeah. And that they're still with them, but obviously they have their doubts about that. But that's what they've been told ever since they were kids. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice heartwarming story. Um, do you have a routine when you're writing? I don't really. If I get an idea, I just if I'm not near my computer, I just write it down, and mm. then I'll come back to it when I write. But I don't really have a routine. 
Mm. And um, seeing as this is the first competition that you've been in, I mean, have you? Uh, do you write a lot of plays or little monologues? How, how long have you actually been writing? I've been writing for years and years. I write monologues, poems, short stories. I always do it. Mm. And have you been working on anything recently that you you want to mention? Um, not in particular. I'm focused on writing a few monologues for my devising pieces in um, in school. Yeah. With that, but we haven't really started working on creating stuff yet. Right, right. Now the the local tale playwriting competition is quite new. It's the first one of its kind. Um, it looks like it's going to be um, done annually as well. I mean, how important do you think it is to offer local playwrights the chance for their work to be recognised? I think it's really important. I feel like it'll provide people with the chance to get their ideas heard. Yeah. yeah. And everybody will obviously enjoy the script and it just gives them an opportunity to get their ideas out there you know in script form and if they win then that's amazing for them you know yeah yeah can you do you remember your first memory of theatre when i was really really young up until now as well every year at christmas my auntie would take me to our local theatre yeah to watch pantomimes at christmas right and it's it's amazing. Yeah, this this stuck with you. Um, do you have a favorite favorite uh, play or pantomime or theatre production? Oh, that's a really hard question. Yeah. Uh, I like musicals a lot. Right. So right. any of my favorite musicals, I really like. Yeah. Um, well, one final question then. Um, I know you're you're quite young, but you you know you you're writing. You're um you're very capable, and you must have some kind of tips for anybody who anybody playwriters that possibly find it you know difficult to uh, or or losing confidence. Um, what would you say to them? I would say write what you know you're capable of writing. If you prefer writing more comedy scripts go with that go with your strengths Mm. and you can't go far wrong if you are given an option to choose whichever genre play that you want to write go with the one that you know you can write yeah and get more inspiration for that you'll get more ideas and you're more likely to finish it yeah 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 and if you don't if you write a script but you're not happy with it but you're happy with the new script that you've written don't be sad that the other script didn't work. You know, it's your own ideas at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And with that, we have come to the end of the first Local Tale podcast. I hope you found it entertaining. For information on any topic covered within the podcast or resources for playwriters, including the Bruntwood Prize, please visit the Royal Exchange website. Bye for now.